We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Hello, friends. Welcome to Mavs Moneyball After Dark. This is Kirk Henderson, Editor-in-Chief of MavsMoneyball.com. I am joined... As usual, by he uh, with Josh Bow, my fellow <laughs> editor, uh, he just uh, wrote the wonderful recap for a really rather entertaining uh, Rockets Mavs game where Luka Doncic scored fifty points in a one twelve one hundred six victory. How you doing, Josh? Doing pretty good. I'm glad we can get to get together again. I know the internet outage really sucked for you so i'm glad you're back especially these last couple games i mean what so they're two and oh since your internet's back right nice it's pretty so. important feels good <laughs> well and and most importantly you know we kind of touched on this the tail end of the last podcast but this was the start of a stretch that the dallas mavericks really need to actually win a ton of games on yeah. um there's a lot of chatter about how this team is better than their record shows it's in the net rating it's in, you know, elements of a lot of the advanced statistics and, frankly, the eye test. But the results are the results. And prior to tonight's game, the Mavericks have played 32 games and were just 500. So if they were to shake the discourse a little bit and become a real, um, you know, become a real team to a degree, they need to start winning these. And while it was closer than it should have been and you know the pessimist in me is like great we needed 50 to beat the rockets i am pleased with the victory i am pleased with the fact that you know the game was largely close to be quite honest because luca was fucking around in the third quarter and letting just seeing if his teammates could do anything the answer just so everyone's clear is no the the other mavericks were shit tonight um <sighs> I'm just I'm I'm really glad they won because I was I was like cackling in a group chat with some non Mavericks fans. So it's like, could you imagine the discourse if Luca puts up a 50 point triple double and they fucking lose? Like, 
Yeah, we were we were nearing internet meltdown level of catastrophic loss. If you've lost to the Rockets twice before Christmas, right? Because uh, the Rockets, them, yeah, the Rockets are. Explain this, because because our guy Brian Zillum and Maz Moneyball, like we kind of had to explain to him that the Rockets are, the Rockets are like catastrophically bad. Yeah, they're what they're twenty seventh in net rating after this game. I mean, they have no offense, they have no defense. Um, I mean, they're they're tearing it down. I mean, they're playing a bunch of young players. They, I mean, it's not that they're not talented; they just they have no direction. Like, I yeah. mean, they they just don't seem like a you know it's a it's a case of young players earlier in their career which means you're probably going to be a bad team because young players are you know if you have an entire team of just young guys you're just not going to be consistent and then they also kind of seem poorly coached because they kind of run around like they're like chickens with their heads cut off a lot of the times and sometimes they kind of find themselves into made baskets because i think some of these guys are just individually talented enough but like they i don't see the direction or the flow or like where's the next step like they just i mean i see where the next step is if they can stack you know if they get a top five they're going to probably get a top five pick in this draft and they're going to probably draft another you know a game-changing talent and then that makes a lot of their other pieces fit in a lot more but right now they are just they are stinky they are a stinky (laughs) team and i think even rockets fans won't really argue against that like they're just you know, no, it was it, it was kind of interesting. I know this is a Mavs podcast, but like Jalen Green is a player that to me is like like Lou Williams ish, incredible score, and we got to see a dose of that in the third quarter with him getting to the line and hitting some really crazy shots over. I don't know, okay, Dallas defense, but it was it was just interesting to see. I mean, this is just such a funny box score. I don't know what to do it's, with it. Like incredible. The outlier stat, my favorite one, I'm in a group chat with Dalton Trigg, and he's just like, Davis Bertans was a plus 23 in 17 minutes. Like, that's hilarious. And that, um, and I know the, the individual box score plus minus is like not, you know, we always say like. Single game is garbage, yeah. This one, felt, I felt it. Like, when he was on the floor, it felt like that's the only time uh, the team made any sort of run. Well, I mean, Lucas scored 50 points and is a zero. Like. <laughs> <laughs> what the shit and then you look at the rest of it and it's again it goes back to exactly what we talked about after the last game where it's like reggie bullock three tim hardaway seven um yes, yes. christian wood eight like wood was Wood had an interesting game um i don't know what to make of his game granted four blocks he seems to be sort of attempting to take the defensive challenge personally yep. to a degree like he's trying uh but then there's just instances where it's like he got sealed under the basket a number of times by by Sengun. And it's that's what we mean. That's what everybody means. When he's not a rim protector. Like he's, there was, tri- he's a trick or treat defensive player. Like one of our one of our uh, uh, former colleagues tweeted something to the effect that that uh, shake the narrative. It's like, no, it's not a narrative. He's bad at defense. Like, I, but he, he is trying matters. And hopefully kid can at least appreciate that. Um he has two blocks. Uh, he's had two blocks in every game dating back to the December 6th, 16th game against Portland. And then That's four crazy. blocks tonight. Um, what's kind of interesting is he played, you know, since Maxi went down and Josh Green went down and it was kind of like, okay, who's going to step up on defense? I have noted, like, you know, that even if he's still missing plays and, and, and you know, because he's just, you know, inconsistent defensive player, the effort does look better. 
and funny enough, his offense has kind of gone down the drain in these last three games where I feel like in these last three games, he's made more of a defensive impact than he had at any point in the season. So that's going to be something to watch. Like is his ability to be great on offense tied to his defensive effort? Uh, I don't know. We're going to have to keep an eye on that. But he's had three poo-poo scoring games and shooting and, you know, efficiency games. Uh, but those are also th- three of his better defensive games. So I'm going to be curious watching that for the rest of the season since Maxi, you know, is likely out for the season. Yeah, and really sort of beyond that. You want to talk about yeah. Lucas scoring 50? <laughs> yeah, I mean, what? there's nothing else to talk about because it's like, oh, well, no, there's one thing we have to talk about before we get to Luca. God grant me the confidence of Frank Nilakina shooting. Oh my God. That was incredible. This man had four of the worst turnovers you will see in a basketball game. And yet still rises and fires like he's prime Kobe Bryant. I just have never seen anything like this from a player who is this terrible at basketball and make no mistake. He is bad. I'm sure he'll have another great game and people will tell me that he's good. Nope, not interested. <laughs> but the, all right, I don't want to make too much of a defense because I'm not a Frank guy either. But in the defense of Frank, is it one of the problems with this Mavericks team is that so many of these guys don't want to shoot? Yes, <laughs> and I think there is something to at least him just getting up looks, uh, like he That's did. That's a good I point. Mean, I'll, you know, I'll, 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 I'll sell on that point. It's the catch and shoot opportunities that he gets are actually quite good. Yeah. Um, because they are, it's, it's, it's the lack of hesitation. Like he hit one from the right wing where it's just, he's just, you know, he like Thompson in transition. Yeah. What the shit. It's great. <laughs> it's love it. Well, okay. So, yeah. so here's a funny thing. I'm going to need you to walk me through this because yeah. I just due to the, the nature of the game, you know, my wife and I trading duties, getting ready for Christmas and stuff. I did not see the first half. The first time I became aware, and I watched the second half closely, but I wasn't box score watching. I was eating dinner, you know, kind of watching the game, laughing at our slack. I became aware that Luca had 40 points (laughs) in the fourth (laughs) quarter. Like, didn't know it happened. So, like, what the fuck happened in this game? He had 17 in the fourth. Uh, He had 17 of their 31. So, I mean, he, he was on pace for, like, a really like really good Luca game. And then the fourth quarter, he just went Nova and, and that's which is crazy. Like, the fourth or... quarter. He is, he's kind of had a, like a, the, the horse meme, like the, the, of his scoring. Like he just, he's unbelievable in the first quarter and then slowly loses efficiency. Yeah. Cause he plays 40 minutes a night and he ta- has to take every single shot and he wears himself out a little bit. So yeah. Um, I mean, the first half they looked quite good and Luca looked pretty good. Um, Guys were making shots. Dinwiddie made two threes. Bullock made a three. Wood made a three. Like, I mean, they were they were eight of 20 from three in the first half, which that's 40% on 20 attempts. So, like, you take that every single night. Like, they were looking pretty good. It was, again, it was all Luka. I mean, he had six assists in the first half and 18 points. Like, they had, but the other guys weren't scoring, but they were making at least the shots that Luka gave them. Gave them. Uh, and then the third quarter, I don't, I don't know what happened in the third quarter. Um, they, I don't think Luca Luca was out there. I could go review. But he this, wasn't there. <laughs> I, he played all I don't twelve minutes, took, but it didn't look. I'm just good. gonna scroll. through I've got this. it. He's, he took seven shots in the third quarter. Did he really? Yeah, I know. It didn't feel like that. Those must have come toward the end because he opened halftime very passive. 
mm-hmm. looking to pass and a lot of mysteries. Um, Luca and Frank were the only players that made shots in the third quarter, um, <laughs> which is pretty funny. Uh, Dinwiddie would Bullock hurt. Bullock got hurt, but he played eight minutes. Uh, so Tim Bullock would Dinwiddie went a combined oh for nine in the third quarter uh, from the floor. So yeah, that that just looked that looked super weird. And and Luca was kind of oddly passive. Then he picked it up toward the end of the end of the quarter, so it didn't get out of hand. But yeah, they got outscored by thirteen, uh, fourteen in the third quarter. Which took like they were rolling. They were up sixteen in the first half. So that third quarter was, you know, here we go again. You know, mm-hmm. scared, uh, rightfully so, with the way they dropped games to these teams. Uh, to maybe try an explanation, I don't know if you heard the broadcast talk about the. Ma- I mean, this isn't really like an excuse. You know, if they would have lost, like I don't think I would have mentioned this. But today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Uh, the broadcast talked about their weird travel after the I did Minnesota not hear this. Okay, so the I mean Minnesota was like snowstorm uh, during their game, so mm-hmm. they had trouble getting out of Minnesota. Then they flew to Dallas, and you know, as if you're a DFW resident, Dallas just got hit by a freaking ice nova. Thankfully, there's been no precipitation, but we, we it's been like 15 degrees. Good enough to cause problems. Yeah, yeah. Right. So they came to Dallas, and apparently they had trouble getting out of Dallas to go to Houston because of the extreme cold weather. So I think Mark Follow said something like they didn't get into their hotels in Houston until like 3, 3.45 Friday, early Friday morning. Mm. Uh, so that's that's so bizarre for a game where you have a night off, you know, because the weather uh, gave, you know, they it was almost like a back-to-back travel yeah. day. Uh, so that could explain maybe the third quarter they just were like, Sure, running out of juice. Well, the, so the maybe- team the team has every excuse to be running out of juice. I, yes. I mean, I'm writing the preview for the Lakers game, and the Maver- if Reggie Bullock is unable to play, and I, I think it's safe to assume Josh Green is out again. Um, um I've, I've not safe. I think they said they're planning him. Their plan was for him to come back for the. They, I think I heard kids say in a presser. He's going to miss the road trip, but we're going to try to get him back. Uh, but he had said before the road home. trip, we're going to try to get him back on the road trip. Oh, uh, okay. All right. So yeah, I'm sure. I like I'm just at the moment color right. me a little bit skeptical because Fair. they have Maxi, who's definitely out. Dorian, who is uh, unfortunately I think definitely out. Like hip app, like that abductor stuff is funky. Um, you don't fuck he, with those. Yeah, <laughs> and he had talked about how he was injured before the game, and it's like, and he wasn't on the injury report at all. So. You know, there's there's not long term cause for concern, but I mean, if Dorian's looked tired and bad, like they they just have a lot of guys who are injured. You know, Kimbo was already Kimbo's already dealing with knee stuff as they've used him too much, in my opinion, um, yep. based off of what he can do. Reggie uh, got hurt this game. <laughs> Reggie got and Reggie got hurt this game, so it's like they have every excuse to be tired. And then right. it's it's you know we're we're on the one hand, you know, I'm railing. I'm like, how the hell is Theo Penson getting minutes? But I know why Theo Penson is getting minutes. Right. They have to suck up minutes somehow i mean mckinley wright played tonight 
Um, we would have had Jaden Hardy minutes, but he has a back contusion. It, you know, Dorsey didn't play, which I thought was a little bit interesting. I would have rather seen him, frankly. I mean, kid played a huge, like he played 11 guys tonight, but there was heavy minutes for, mm-hmm. for some of these, for some of these guys. Again, I mean, Luca and Spencer, once again, carrying the toll. And it's, if they're, if they're running out of gas, like it's, it's a, it's, it's two sides of a coin. I really think they should close out the year winning every single game based off the quality of the opponents that they're playing. But they are also running out of gas. Like that is a that is a valid thing. And it's yep. it's it's very I'm gonna have like me personally, I'm gonna have a difficult time with this because intellectually I understand, emotionally I don't give a shit. <laughs> well, I think that's because that's why we're so we kept saying when they kept dropping those games, I think we said this in the last podcast, like this is why the fact that they were a 500 team in December fully healthy was a problem because mm-hmm. we know NBA teams don't go through a season fully healthy. And if you do, yeah. you know, I hope you got like, you know, you knock on wood or whatever. So right. like, we knew a stretch of like this was coming, like, and Luca hasn't gotten hurt. And he's honestly been, he's almost consistently the last three seasons missed a stretch of like five to 10 games because of an ankle sprain or something. So like they've had, they've their injury luck up until now has been up until like the last two weeks has been great. So that's why we're like, guys, if you're a 500 team fully healthy, what's it going to look like when guys start getting hurt and lo and behold, guys start getting hurt. Uh, And then they, so thankfully they're still a game above 500 and thankfully that these injuries have cropped up when they play maybe the softest part of their schedule this uh-huh. season, like what three, three games in two weeks against the Rockets and a game against the Spurs and the Lakers also like that's, that's pretty cushy for them to get through this. And maybe if they can survive this green comes back, Reggie comes back. And we don't even know if Reggie's going to miss time, but just, you know, if he's hurt and then Dorian, you know, if those three guys can come back when they get through the end of this stretch against all these easy teams that they're going to be playing, they might end up okay. So they're getting kind of lucky here. But again, that's why, you know, we understand why they look weird now and why they play weird stretches now, but it just reinforces what we were saying earlier in the season when they should have been playing better basketball. Yep. Yep. And it, it still feels like the season is very much on, on the edge of a knife. Um, There's a really good, a uh, hoop collective podcast that's Brian Windhorst. And today it had Tim McMahon and Tim Bontemps and they did a fair amount of Mavericks talk and McMahon seems to think that there's like an urgency to improve the team, which just makes me nervous as hell. I just, I hate it. I hate that because we've talked about this, not because I think they don't need to improve. It's just, we've been saying yeah go go ahead it's the tier like i've been thinking about this because i work for somebody that is this is has like a similar mindset to cuban where it's the tyranny of the urgent and sometimes you do things in with the short-term necessity spiting your long-term goals and i i just it worries me that said some of this is just about getting things right and having guys figure some things out the mavericks had we talked about this but it, it doesn't really get acknowledged enough but like the mavericks had amazing injury luck from like January 15th last season on until yep. Luca hurt his hurt himself at the very last game. They just had outstanding injury luck. And this year, you know, some that, that thing swings back. It, it, it is what it is. I do want to note something kind of ridiculous here because I've been thinking about this for three games and I, I haven't brought it up mainly because I keep forgetting, but grizzled bearded, exhausted <laughs> Luca 
is a vibe that I love. Old man Logan, Luca. <laughs> yes, Logan. Oh my God, what a great comp! For those of you who don't know, he means he means um, Wolverine in the excellent movie and like old like like comic book Old Man Logan. Like that's a great comp, and it. Luca's never going to be the most stylish guy. That's why sometimes whenever he, at least on the court, because it's like, unless he's going to grow his hair out and do like nine different versions of Dirk's haircut, he's, he's just, Luca's kind of looked the same since he was like 15. And <laughs> there's just something about this that I really like. I think because I work from home and let my beard get too long at least twice a month. Oh, yeah, um, me too. And it's, it's just, it's, it appeals to me because how frustrating is it got to be for a guy that looks like that, because there's just moments where he, he has that Tony Romo body where like games where he looks, he physically looks bad. Like he's just bloated walking or slowly up the court or something. Yeah. After the and floor. then it's just like, this guy's giving you 50. What <laughs> yeah. the fuck? And it I looks love, easy. I, <laughs> I just uh, wanted to get that off my chest. I've been thinking about it. No, no, that's great. The, now the, would you bet on Luca shaving before, national tv christmas day oh god i bet he does and and you you said something earlier about how this is kind of like a back-to-back they go home and play in like 36 hours now is it 36 though they play Uh, at 130 on sunday and it's 10 30 on friday so really it's it's a short it's an hour flight basically (laughs) yeah i mean i bet they they go home tonight probably don't practice at all tomorrow and you know show up and like Daytime Luca, a little concerning, but <laughs> national TV Luca against, against LeBron, LeBron James, yeah. who he loves to play against. I am super psyched. Oh, and you you didn't even mention the dirt, like the the. Oh yeah, you're right. The, yeah, yeah. The the, the, the damage reveal. boost they're getting with the statue reveal. Damage boost, fuck. Because <laughs> <laughs> remember, didn't they? Didn't I mean? I think you said this in our Slack. They absolutely whipped the shit out of the Warriors on the night uh, Dirk had his. Yep. number retired so yep which was like we were all worried about that going in because the right. warriors were obviously outstanding and they just they just pistol whipped them it was yeah. brutal yeah. well i like being bullish you know i i think the overarching um discourse does not change until the mavericks change it consistently there's right. a lot of weird stuff kind of swirling around the team but it comes back you know winning games you're supposed to win feels good I wish they would have won this one a little more convincingly, but what are you going to do? Yeah. Uh, before we go, I put in the recap, but we have I have to say on the podcast, um, you know this, in Tim Hardaway Jr.'s previous 18 games before tonight, Mavericks were 0-9 in the games Hardaway shot under 40% from three, and Tammy was a blistering 0-7 for 7 from three tonight, and the Mavericks won by six. So maybe the curse is broken. That's a good poll. So so either the Rockets are horrible or the Mavericks have maybe found some good juju or something. I don't I don't know. Or oh, maybe it's just you can overcome the fates when Luca scores 50. <laughs> maybe that's the that's the other outcome. I don't know. Love it. Well, so you and I haven't even talked about this. Are we going to talk on Christmas? Uh yes. I mean, I'm yeah. around. Like I'm, I'm around doing all this stuff cuz I'm it's this will be my 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 child is excited to win to watch a game. So oh yeah, that's awesome. Daytime stuff. Um, he's probably gonna ask me something like, "Why didn't we go?" And I'm gonna be like, "Cause Daddy don't make enough money for Christmas <laughs> Day tickets." Sorry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the different tier. Oh yeah. 
Okay, well, we'll figure that out. We will have shows on Christmas. I just don't really know who's doing what because I don't want to, you know, we don't get paid enough to work on Christmas, to be quite honest. But I think we're all looking forward to the game, which will be um, which will be fun. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so before we get out of here, I do want to plug a show that I posted earlier today on Friday. I recorded with my uh, Laker fan friend, Damon Rangula. He is incredibly knowledgeable. Um, he is a fan like us. He probably could be writing for fun on the side, but he has like an incredible real job in the tech industry, um, and does not, uh, have the time to do this. You have to sync to our level. Yeah. Well, we had a really (laughs) nice, like, we we were really just about 30 minute conversation kind of about how the Lakers got here. Um, which I think is a little bit interesting asking. I just needled them a little bit with some questions and we talked, you know, Mavs Lakers for about 10 minutes. It's, it's fun. So, uh, you know, don't miss that show. If you're, if you're interested on, on hearing a, a slightly to moderately humbled Lakers fan, which is always delightful. Um, we'll have some good stuff up on Christmas day. I'm sure. Um, I gotta go read, you know, a couple of people have turned stuff down and I'm just like, ah, I can't read it right now. Um, <laughs> thanks for, uh, for hanging out with us and you know, um, everybody, uh, have a good Christmas, Christmas Eve, all that stuff. If you celebrate happy Hanukkah, cause it's, we're in the middle of Hanukkah right now. Um, yeah. And we will talk to you guys soon. This has been Kirk and Josh. Have a great day guys. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the planet premier league podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.